every believer has the capacity to live as Jesus lived. Live victoriously over sin, sickness, death, poverty, and every evil works of the enemy. You can transform not just your own life, but the lives of people around you. The more you expose yourself to the words of God, the more you see it flow through you. In this message, Pastor Philip teaches on how you can respond to God's unconditional love for you. Live your life in the reality of His power and be all His Word says you can be. Before I formed thee in the belly, yes. I knew thee. Yes. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, yes. I sanctified thee. Yes. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nation. Verse 6. Then I then said I, yes. Ha, Lord God. Lord God. Behold, I cannot speak. Yes. For I am a child. So you see, Jeremiah said, what did Jeremiah say? No, 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 that's not what started. How did you start? Ah. Ah. See, Jeremiah is a Yoruba man. Ah, Mugbe. Ah, an exclamation. Eh, me. Behold, I cannot speak. Why can't I speak? He says I cannot speak, not because I don't have sense. You see, there's a generation that imposes on the next generation. There's a tendency to feel incompetent, feel unqualified because you belong to a smaller or a younger generation. And that's been for life. And that's what Jeremiah said here. When God began to speak to Jeremiah, he said, I ordained you, listen to me. I ordained you as a prophet unto how many nations? Nations. God was talking to a young boy whose name was not mentioned in Genesis whose breath was not prophesied in Exodus. Who knows Jeremiah's father? Who knows his family members? Who knows from where he came from? And God, God does not look at your background when he begins to speak to your heart. Where you came from, the pedigree, your parents' qualification, your parents' job is none of his business. Your bank account is none of his business. When God begins to speak to you, he speaks to you larger than your heart can take. He said, I will make you prophets. Ah, I'm a child. I cannot speak. Verse 7, what does it help me? But the Lord said unto me, Yes. Say not. Say not. I am a child. Say not. I am a child. For thou shalt go to all that I For have said. You thee. will go. Say not that I'm a child. Don't say it. Give no thoughts. Take no thoughts. Say it. It is your thoughts. It is your words that gives power to your thoughts. God knows you are a child before he came to talk to you. God knew Mary was a virgin before he came to talk to her. God knows where you came from. The thing that you think were the things that would disqualify you from being who God wants you to be. Do you think that God is oblivious of those things? Yet he came and spoke to you. The Lord is beginning to speak to the hearts of some of us here this morning and you are feeling like a child. You are feeling like you don't know anybody. When God says, I'm going to use you for this, for this, I don't know anybody. He said, for you shall go. For where? What? I shall send thee. Yes. And whatsoever I command thee, yes. thou shalt speak. 
Give me the next verse, verse 8. Be not afraid of their faces. Be not afraid. Fear. I've spoken about, about fear in this church. I'm going to talk about it again this year. Fear. Be not afraid. Why? Is that what it says? For I am with thee to yes. deliver thee, says yes. the Lord. Yes. Then the Lord put forth his hand. And the Lord put forth his hands and touched my mouth. And touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me. And the Lord said unto me. Behold, behold, I have put my words. Behold, see, I have put my words. Because it's possible for God to do something, I'm not seeing it. It's possible for God to be doing something, I'm not seeing it. And the day you see it, the day you become it. Not the day the Lord did it. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. The day you saw it is the day you became it. It was not the day the Lord did it. He said, arise and shine for your light has come. He didn't say it's coming. See, I have put my words in your mouth. What is the next? Help me. See, I have said this. I have this day said this. I set you today. Over the nations. Over nations. And over the kingdoms. God was talking to a young boy. I have set you over kingdoms. There are people here that God has set over nations. In this place. Your age does not say it. Your tribe does not say it. Your genealogy does not say it. But God said it. I said it over nations, over kingdoms. He has to do what? To root out. You are going to root out. Then? And to pull down. To pull down. And to destroy. And to destroy. And to throw down. And to throw down. You see, you have to look at what he said. Jeremiah was going to do. Number one, he was going to root out. Number two, he was going to pull down. Number three, he was going to destroy. Number four, he was going to throw down. Then he's going to do what? To build. And to build. And to plant. You see, the problem and the frustration of trying to build that we are facing some of our lives that we're trying to build without destroying. Destruction comes first. You cannot build without demolition. Some of us, there are, there are erections on our, on our lives that we have not broken down and we're trying to build new things on. God said, Jeremiah, I will set you over. And what was Jeremiah's instrument was his tongue. He said, I put my words in your mouth. You see, it is with this your tongue you are going to pull down. It is with this your tongue you are going to throw down. It is with your tongue you are going to build your tongue. You are going to lift up your voice and say, Father, dominion is mine this year. Ah, Kepa, I'm giving you one minute to pray that prayer. Where you are, don't say I'm a young man. Don't say I'm too young for this. Don't say I can't do this. God said you will do it. I called you to do it. Before your mother met your father, I knew you. I made you for this. I made you for this. This very thing you think you're not good enough for, that's what I made you for. You are here for this. Pray. Pray. With your mouth. I put my words in your mouth. I put my words in your mouth. Speak it out. Pushapaya. Erakabara telebakataya. Embambambo brokosiya. Shekebabataya.
say Lord I have understanding heart as you what comes to me this morning my ears here my heart understands my feet are strengthened to run with the word say it again my ears here my heart understands say my feet are strengthened to run with the word in Jesus precious name on your way to your seat, let me give you a neighbor eye for saying, neighbor, it's an honor to be sitting inside this morning. All right. Amen, amen, amen. Uncle Joe, you're going to help me with more sound this morning. All right. It's the first Sunday of the year. Come on. first Sunday and you have chosen to be with the Lord on the first Sunday. That means throughout this year you should be in the presence of the Lord. Isn't that it? Yeah, all through the year. We're starting our 14 days prayer and fasting tomorrow. Annual prayer and fasting for the year. We're going to be meeting every day at the banquet hall tomorrow evening. Monday evening, 6 to 7.30 every evening up until Friday. Monday to Friday. So we're meeting every evening from tomorrow. Monday to Friday. It's going to run till next two, for the two, for two weeks, 14 days it is. And for those days, you're going to speak. Like God said to Jeremiah, say, don't say I'm a young man. So, don't say I'm not, say, 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 after, say I'm not young. Say I'm not young. Say very well, say I'm not young. Yeah. God said to Jeremiah, say not I'm young. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. First Kings chapter 3, verse 5. All right? I said last Sunday that knowledge does not make wise. I said it is doing what you know that makes you wise. And he that knows and does not do is not different from he that doesn't know at all. This guy speaking his words, he says, either he has my saying and does them, I will liken to a wise man. Either he has my saying and does not do them. I will liken to a foolish man. So you see, it is not hearing that makes wise or foolish. Are you following me this morning? And Sammy, I need the feedback church this morning. Yes, All right? Give it back to me. I need, maybe I should even have a department of feedback. People that will give me feedback. Jesus says it's possible to hear me and be foolish. Jesus, son of God. He says that he has my saying. Yes. What's the part of speech for hears? Present continuous verb. That means the person is hearing him. Eh? What's continuous? Yes. Yes. Continuous verb. Yes. Me. Is it past tense? Is it not present continuous? Here is continuous. But here is a single present. That means you hear him. And if you, even though you hear him, hearing him does not automatically translate to wisdom. Are you following my point? What makes a man wise is that he does what he heard. And so hearing is not enough. Knowing is not enough. The goal of knowing is to become and to do. If I hear and I don't do, I'm foolish. You see, if I don't hear at all, I'm not foolish, I'm ignorant. It takes knowledge to be foolish. Knowledge increases your capacity for foolishness. Because you cannot be foolish if you don't know. The reason why you are foolish is that you know or you don't know. 
Let me look at your neighbor. Does your neighbor have a writing pad in church this morning? The first Sunday of the year. If your neighbor doesn't have a writing pad this morning, you know what to do? No writing pad, no Byron. Look at them, one kind. Look at them like you, and, and spoil your face. Like you swallow something bitter. See, you started again this year. You have started again. You have come to church again with no intention of taking notes. Spoil your face, spoil your face. Look at this, spoil your face. I cannot even believe I'm sitting beside somebody like this. How did I reach the, in the first Sunday of the year sitting beside someone like this? Ah! My God. When you have not done that, you now look at it and say, let me just help you. So that your life is not destroyed. You can tear them in sheets of paper. If you have not numbered your pages. <laughs> First Kings chapter 3. Please follow me very closely this morning. You know, the beginning of the year, I tried to lay a foundation for what the year is going to look like for us. And it's a smaller house this morning. I'm somehow happy because it means the people that are here must be very, very serious. And I'm not going to entertain you this morning. You may laugh, you know, usually, normal. But please, be very, very attentive to what I'm teaching you this morning. First Kings, chapter 3 from verse 5, what does it say? Verse 5, what does it say? And the Lord? Yep. Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. Yes. And God said, Yes. Ask what I shall give thee. Ask what I shall give thee, yes. And Solomon said, And Solomon said, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth. Yes. And in righteousness. Yes. And in uprightness of heart with thee. Yes. Thou hast kept him, kept for him this great kindness. Yes. That thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. Yes. And now, O Lord my God, yes. thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father yes and I am but a little child yes I know not how to go out or come in yes and thy servant is in the midst of thy people which thou hast chosen yes a great people that cannot be numbered or counted for multitude yes give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people so if that Bible is your Bible I want you to underline understanding heart understanding heart what do you do more to say next? That I may discern between good and bad. So if that Bible is your Bible, understand, underline, discern good and bad. What do you want to say next? For who is able to judge this like so great a people? Yes. And the speech pleased the Lord. Yes. That Solomon had asked this thing. Please can you give us some more volume? Yes. And God said unto him, Yes. Because thou hast asked this thing. Because thou hast asked this thing, yes. And hast not asked for thyself long life. Yes. Neither has asked for riches for thyself. Yes. Nor has asked for the life of thine enemies. Yes. But has asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Understand to discern judgment, yes. Behold. Behold, yes. I have done according to thy words. I have done according to thy words, yes. Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart. I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, yes so that there was none like thee before thee so you look at God speaking in the past tense there was none before you 
there was none like thee before thee. Neither after thee shall any rise. Let's verse, last verse say. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked. Yes. Both riches and honor. Yes. So that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee yes. all thy days. Now, I want you to please first take note of this. I want to be very, very instructive. This service is going to be very instructive, instructive and prophetic. Please listen to me. Solomon did not ask God for wisdom. Solomon did not ask God for wisdom. What did Solomon ask God for? An understanding heart. Now, I told you before that you know a wise man by the choices they make. It is our choices that show whether we are wise or foolish. You say it's a wise choice or a foolish choice. A man is either wise or foolish based on his choice. You see, we don't know a man that is wise if, it is, if he doesn't do anything. He's quiet. The Bible says a foolish man, even when he's quiet, is deemed to be wise. A man's wisdom is exposed, or foolishness is exposed by the choices he makes. Because our destiny is determined by our decision. Your financial destiny is determined by your financial decisions. The future is overrated. The future is broken into decisions. Are you following my point? You see, oh, you're not listening to me this morning. The, the, the destiny that we so much talk about is broken into decisions. I can know your destiny by looking at your decisions. The future comes to us every day. And that is why success is predictable. And failure is predictable. People actually prepare to fail by not preparing to succeed. Failure is a line of predictable occurrence. You see, a man that will not make it in school, we will know. I had a friend when we were on campus. He used to sing a song. A song sung by one of our Yoruba musicians. That a man is just running. What happened with his life is in the hands of God. So he used to sing that song. We, we as students were just running up and down that our final GP is in the hands of God. He came out with the third class. You know why he came out with the third class? He left his final GP in the hands of God. Are you following me? The reason why he failed is that he left his GP in the hands of God. Failure is predictable. Look, if I spend a month with you, a month is too much, a week, I will know whether you are going to make it. Without the gift of prophecy. Because a man's destiny is determined by his decisions. Success is we cannot be shocked at the outcome of our lives. Nobody gets to the end of their life and are shocked. Have you seen anybody that was shocked that he succeeded? People that pretend as if they are shocked that they failed. They are not shocked. They should have been shocked if they succeeded. 
There's a route that leads to failure. On that route, there are many, many, many things that will remind you that you're on your way to failure. Enough for you to take a U-turn if you are serious with your life. So it is choices that make us wise. A man that has no option cannot be called wise or foolish because he has no option. So Solomon did not ask God for, an, for wisdom. He asked God for understanding heart. The fact that Solomon asked God for an understanding heart is already a proof that that boy is a wise boy. His choice, when God came to him and asked him, that choice, that request he made is a proof that he was already wise. You see, there are three of them. Knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Understanding is the bridge between knowledge and wisdom. Just like your mind is the bridge between your body and your spirit. Your mind is the most important. The most, the, your mind is more important than your spirit. Your mind is more important. I'm saying it to you now. That no matter how big what God wants to do in a man's life, if his thoughts are small, God cannot do it. You see, your spirit is already perfect. It's very, very, it's already in the image of Christ. It took God less than a month to get Israel away from Egypt. They had been there for 400 years. 400 solid years. They were in servitude in Egypt. And it didn't take God up to a month to get them out. And God, who, I don't want to say God, but God would have looked at them that, ah, even Pharaoh, I was able to yank you off the hands of Pharaoh in less than a month. But God could not yank them off a bad mind for 40 years. It took him 40 years to get them to the promised land. And some of them did not make it. So for 40 years, now, if you have traveled before, that if you are trekking, the, the, if you are trekking from Egypt to Israel, it's a one-month journey. If you are trekking, really trekking. I mean, if you are flying, you fly in less than 30 minutes. But if you are trekking, it takes like 30 days to trek from Egypt to Israel. The Bible says God did not take them through the path of the Philistines. He took them path a longer route because he said if they met with battles, they may change their mind. That means the stronghold of their mind is stronger than God's promises for them. As powerful as his promises were, if their mind does not measure up to it, they won't have it. Understanding is like that. Understanding is as strong as that. Now, knowledge is information. Understanding is apprehension. Wisdom is application. Knowledge is information. Understanding is apprehension. You have arrested that information. Wisdom is that you use what you now understand. And that's why the goal, my goal for teaching you is to make sure you understand. Please follow me closely. I beg you in the name of God. Is to make sure you understand what I'm teaching. My goal, the goal of teaching is that you understand. The goal of teaching is not to impress you. Now, I'm not trying to impress you. You can say, do you know that Pastor Philip knows the word? That's not my goal. When we were younger, 
we're doing all those kind of things. If I want to impress myself now, I know I don't have time for it. I don't even have time. People can disagree with me. You know, people actually disagree with me, and I don't mind. So far, you don't misunderstand me. If you're going to disagree with me, you must first understand me. You must, I must make sure. I don't mind being disagreed with. I mind being misunderstood. So if you're going to disagree with me, at least let me be sure that you understand what I'm saying. The goal of this teaching this morning is that you understand what I'm saying. I'm not here to bamboozle you or to blow your mind. You know, you see some pastors stand on the stage and they're speaking people like, oh my, oh my, oh my. And they don't even understand what he's saying. I've been in meetings before. I have to say, oh my, oh my. Because I have to pretend as if I was understanding because I don't want to be the only person that is a, that is a dollar there. Sometimes I, I, I'm writing. I don't, I'm writing nonsense. I don't just want to look like the only person. Are you getting what I'm saying? Have you been in class like that before? That you don't understand what they're saying. But you look around. Everybody's nodding. Everybody's, ah, he's there. <laughs> so that they will not say, ah. You don't understand. So you're also saying, wow, wow, wow. The goal of teaching is not to make you admire me. It's for you to understand. Understand deep. And that's why our educational system is faulty. Because our understanding system, our academic system in Nigeria, particularly most of the world, is a test of memory, not test of understanding. So some of us here cannot even say anything that you know about geometry. If your GS2 younger sister comes with a mathematics textbook now, you don't understand Jack. They say, what is the volume of this shape? Can you please measure algebra, socatoire, opposites over hypothesis? By... The moment they bring all those things, your brain will be jamming, bing, bing. You were cramming it. Because our academic system is designed to test you for memory, not understanding. The sad news is that life has no place for retention. Life's exam is a test of understanding. Do you understand this thing? If you don't understand it, you will fail. Even though, you know when on campus, they forced us to memorize cases. We memorize useless. You see, your brain is not a memory disk. Let me tell you your brain. Your brain was not designed for you to store information. It's to process information. Take a Bible and write it down. Your book will do better work than your brain. Your journal will do a better work. Are you following my point? Yes, sir. Your brain, you are, you are using the hard disk of your brain to store up useless information. You are a river, not a well. You are not a storage tank. God's designed for you. You are not designed to remember. Some people take a lot of pride in remembering everything. That is not the purpose of your brain. The purpose of your brain is to process and result into solutions for problems. Not to cram things. So in those days, they forced us to cram things. We crammed cases, crammed citations, crammed all those things until we got out of school and we came into court. And we saw that in court, the judge will not allow you to recite from your brain. The judge won't even listen to you if you will not read out from the case law. That means all that thing was a useless waste of memory. 
time that you have those uselessness. You invested energy in uselessness. It was absolutely unnecessary. And yet, there were people that failed in school because they could not remember. You know what they call uh, when something is outdated? Up. Obsolete knowledge. You are cramming something you will not need. You are using your brain to stop information. Every profession gives you an opportunity to open your textbooks. Every profession, medical profession, engineering, every profession in practice gives you an opportunity to do what? To open your books. Open your books. It is in school that we're forced to memorize. And so we test you. They call me a dollar because you didn't remember. You didn't remember. Even God says, I will not remember your sins anymore. God says, I forget. Almighty God. It is that memory you remember. That's why you memorize all your people, all, all the people that have offended you. You memorize all their names. If God should open some brain, in kind of malice, date of offense, time of offense, what the person did, I will never forget, I will never forgive, it's stop. That's why they cannot make any progress in their life. Everybody, no free space. Even your phone, you know, your phone needs space to process what it's doing. Your, apart from the hard drive, your phone needs processing hard drive space. Because if it doesn't have to, then it will jam. And why, why can some people's brain jamming? It's because they have spoiled up with uselessness. Senna's first point of attack is to attack your understanding. All this you are doing is to make sure I don't understand. Look at Matthew chapter 13. Verse 19, do more. Matthew 13. When anyone hears the word, yes? And understandeth it not. And the person does not understand it. Then cometh the wicked one. Then cometh the wicked one. And catcheth away. And catcheth away that which was sown. So the devil's target is for people who first did not understand. All this issue about dominion, people don't understand. They just like, ah, it's tush. Say this year, this year team, very posh. Sounds cute. Dominion. So they don't understand it. So because they don't understand it, they are first target for Satan. Satan comes quickly and snatches that which is sown in their hearts. Let's start from verse 13. 13 verse 10. Let's start. 13 verse 10. What does it say? 13 verse 10. Matthew 13 verse 10. Help me. And the disciples came. Yes. And said unto him. Yes. Why speakest thou unto them in parables? Why speakest thou unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them. And he answered and said unto them. Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. He said to you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. He said why? The disciples are asking Jesus. Why are you talking to other people in parables? Because if you talk to them in parables they don't understand. He said it is given to you. Jesus says it is given to me. He said it is given to me. So he says God. Jesus says it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them. It is not given. Give me the next verse. For whosoever hath, whosoever hath, to him shall be given. So the person that already has, to him shall be given. Continue. And he shall have more abundance. Now, look at, put your finger on that. Put your finger, because we're going to look at, going to look at Mark's rendition of this particular passage. In Mark chapter 4, verse 24. So we're coming back to Matthew 13, but put your hands there. You're coming back to this. Go to Mark chapter 4, verse 24. And he said unto them, He said unto them, Take heed what ye hear. Now, in explaining what we just read now, please, I beg you in the name of God. 
Listen to me. In explaining what we just heard now, he said, he said unto them, take heed. If you look at NLT, what does NLT say? Then he added, he added, pay close attention to what you hear. Pay close attention to what you hear. Yes? The closer you listen, the closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given. Now, attention is the price you pay for understanding. That's why they say, pay eh? attention. What did I say? What did I say? Now, some people, some people, I miss some people because they are not paying attention. In this church like this now, some people are thinking about moi moi. I'm telling the truth. People can sit down in this church and be looking at you koro koro like this and not see you. He said, pay close attention to what you hear. Attention is the price for understanding. Everybody heard, but not everybody understood. The difference between those, those that heard and those that understood that, those that understood had to pay attention. He said, the closer you listen, the what? The more understanding so, you will be given. All of us in this place can have different experiences based on our attention level. Attention is the devil's prime target in our generation. The generation with the lowest understanding is the generation with the lowest attention span. So, because we are so used to entertainment, the danger of entertainment is entertainment tickles your fantasy and deadens your mind. Pay attention to me. If you are used to watching only dancing, only dancing, only dancing, everything must be dancing. What it will mean is that anything that is not dancing that will better your life, you will not have interest. So if you don't, if you don't understand it, you tune off. If it doesn't entertain you, you tune off. If it's not sweet, you tune off. If it's not interesting, you tune off. If you don't like it, you tune off. There are books that you read that will not make sense at the beginning. And because we are used to entertainment, your flesh longs for entertainment. And we have a generation who is, in a, who is addicted to entertainment. So much that even if you want to preach, we have to use entertainment to preach to them. That if I don't do bang, 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 all kinds of things just to be sure that we keep their attention. Like children. You know you want to snap each other? Why is he doing like that? Some people are matured and they're like that. <laughs> Anything that passes this place now will catch their attention. Like children. No attention. When Elijah was going to hand over to Elisha, the test was the test of attention. Can you pay attention? Because God will not commit a generation to a man that cannot pay attention. A man that is easily distracted. So he has discipled Elisha for 10 years. On the day of the handover, the last test was the test. Can you see me when I'm taken away? The closer you hear, he says, the more understanding you have. Help me to say next. And you will receive even more. You will receive even more. 
to give me the next verse. To those who listen to my teaching, yes. more understanding will so be So if you given. listen, not hear, because you can hear and not listen. I'm telling you the truth. As I'm like this, some people have not heard the one thing I said. It's so bad. It's so bad. Somebody might even be working with their phone. We'll not be waiting for when everybody laughs. Say, what did they say? What did they say? To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But to those who are not listening, even the little understanding, they will collect it from them. That's why they leave church more confused. Say, do you know that I don't know? So I say, this is it. It's now somehow. I don't really understand what's going on anymore. What has happened to them? The little understanding. They have collected it. Go back to Matthew 13 that we're reading. The next verse before we jump up here. Yes, what does it say? Matthew 13, where we're reading. Verse 10. When verse 12, what verse are we? What verse are we? We're in verse 12. All right. To those... Yeah. Give me the next verse, verse 13. Let's jump. We read verse 12 in Mark. Verse 13. Therefore Them. speak I to them in parables. Yes. Because they see, seen, see not. <laughs> and hearing, wait, they hear wait, not. Wait. Ah. Yes. This is that scripture. What is it? They seen, see not. See, see not. They are seen like that, they're not seen. Are you following what I'm saying? I'm dealing with a fundamental issue in our generation. The Bible says, love not sleep. He said, and you would be rich. I know every time I quote that scripture, people have a problem with it, but that's not what I mean. <laughs> Proverbs 20, verse 13, it says, love not sleep. Proverbs 20, verse 13. We're coming back to Matthew 13. Follow me. Proverbs 20, verse 13 says, love not sleep. Or, let thou come to poverty. Then it says what? Open thine eyes. Yes. And thou shalt be satisfied with bread. So it says, love not sleep, lest you come to poverty, open your eyes, and you'll be satisfied with bread. So you see, this sleep is not sleep. It's not sleep I'm talking about. So don't be worried. The problem of people, and most people, is not that they are sleeping. It's that when they are awake, they are useless. When they are sleeping, they are sleeping. When they are awake, they are sleeping. They are not alert. This is open your eyes. Matthew 13. Go back. Seeing, they see not. They are seeing like this, and they are not seeing. Hearing. What's the next? They hear not. Hearing. Verse 13, media. Hearing. They hear not. Neither do they understand. Dull. Minds. Just sounding like French. This thing follows some people from school. Shall I say nothing? Jack. You pray. You pray. I'm going to lead to pray this morning. Seeing they see not, hearing they hear not. Neither does that. Give me this verse. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Esaias. Yes. Which said, Yes. By hearing ye shall hear. Yes. And shall not understand. So, you see, the difference is that they are hearing, but they are not understanding. Yes. And seeing ye shall see. See, but they do not perceive. Yes. 
For these people's heart is wax gross. Their heart is wax gross, yes. And their ears are dull of hearing. Their ears are dull of hearing, yes. And their eyes they have closed. They have closed their eyes, yes. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes. If they see with their eyes. And hear with their And they hear with their ears. And should understand with their hearts. If they understand with their hearts. And should be converted. They will be converted. And I should heal so them. So God is mandated to heal them when they have seen with their eyes, heard with their ears. And they have understood with their hearts. Seen with their eyes. Yes. So people open the word of God like this. They open like this and they can't see anything. Oh, Psalm 19 says, Open down my eyes. That I might see wondrous things out of thy word. Open down my eyes. Open down my eyes. Open down my eyes. Open down my eyes. Understanding is the core. The word understanding itself, I will have to jump and come back next week anyway. Literally means under your standing. When a subject is under your standing, it means you have understood it. You cannot have dominion over something you don't understand. You cannot have dominion over finance if you don't understand finance. Listen to me. He eroded this season with prophecy, but prophecy will not deliver it. He announced you have come to a season of dominion, but prophecy will not deliver dominion. I'm telling you what will deliver it. You cannot have dominion over anything you don't understand. If you don't understand it, you can't have dominion over it. So when you begin to pray, I have dominion over this, you ask yourself, do I understand it? You know, some people, the moment they start talking about finance, they just tune off because they don't understand it. The course I didn't like all throughout my school is equity and trust. I don't like it. Absolutely, I didn't like it. That was the only course I had a D throughout my five years in school. D. The only reason why I had a D in that course because I had no interest. Because I had no interest in it. I didn't understand. You cannot have dominion, tech, media, finance, academics. God cannot give you dominion over anything you don't understand. So when you begin to pray, you would ask yourself, do I understand this? Every invention is a result of understanding. People now understand a particular law better. The law of aerodynamics, the law of thermodynamics. For instance, people now understand they can make water generate electricity. Water generate electricity. Abi? So they understood the law of thermodynamics. They understood this law and now found out how to use this thing. People can only convert what they understand. People can only use effectively. The reason why we can use a plane and fly is that somebody now understands the law of gravity perfectly enough to create a system to superimpose that law. You cannot break a law you don't understand. The law of aerodynamics and telecommunication were very, very effective and present in the Garden of Eden. The reason why Adam did not fly a jet is that nobody had discovered it enough to understand it. 
Nothing new has been created. Listen to me, enlightening ego. Nothing new. Everything is a new understanding of an old existence. Everything we have today is somebody having a better understanding. A newer understanding. So if God is going to send you anywhere, he would first make you have a grasp of what's happening there. He'll send you to legal field. You don't understand. How can you have dominion over something you don't understand? How? <laughs> Nothing new. Say the Old Testament and the New Testament are the same thing. The same thing. The New Testament is the Old Testament explained. The New Testament is the Old Testament explained. The New Testament is the Old Testament unveiled. The Old Testament is the New Testament veiled. The New Testament is the Old Testament uncovered. The Old Testament is the New Testament covered. The only difference between Paul and Malachi was understanding. Paul did not read the New Testament. He did not read the New Testament. Paul did not read. Paul read the book of Genesis, Exodus. He read the same thing Malachi read. The only difference between Paul and Malachi was that he had a newer understanding of what was already written. And this is why Paul had a dominion over the Gentiles in his days. That he had a firm understanding of this way of grace more than anyone who has ever lived. But arise and shine for your light has come. He didn't say your time has come. Your time has come is not business. You don't enter this light by prophecy. Arise and shine for your light. Is your light that determines your shining. He just went on verse 5. He said he called the dark night. He called the light day. He didn't call 8 p.m. night. If by 8 p.m. you have light, you are in the day. Ah, you didn't hear that. Even the night of your life, there's light, you are in the day. It is not time that time is darkness. It's not time that time is light on day, it's the darkness. It is absence of light that makes night. In the 12th noon of your life, if you have no light, you are in the dark. You are in your night. I would say sorrow may endure because there is no light. When light comes, it is morning. A firm understanding of what we are talking about. If God's going to send you to, to enter, into the entertainment world, you have to understand. You're not going to go there and begin to come. Okay, no, no, no. You have to understand it. You have to understand it. Wisdom will come by understanding. In Psalms of Solomon, Exodus of Ecclesiastes 1 verse 13. Exodus 1 verse 13. Do more. Exodus 1 verse 13. God promised Solomon that I'm going to give you what? Wisdom and understanding. Is that what God told Solomon? Answer me now. You see, if you don't answer me, then I know you're absent-minded. Exodus 1 verse 13. Solomon said, and verse 12. Start verse 12. I, the preacher, was king over Israel. I, Jerusalem. the preacher. Now, God had told Solomon, I am going to give you wisdom and understanding. God promised Solomon that. Solomon says, I, the preacher, king of Israel. Verse 13. And I gave my heart to seek and search out I gave wisdom. my heart to seek in spite of a promise. Solomon went on a search. I gave my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom concerning all things, geometry, astrology, astronomy, science, medicine. I gave my heart to seek the 
promise is not that the excuse for the responsibility. The promise is not an excuse not to take responsibility. Solomon had the gift of wisdom. But what God gave to Solomon is the wisdom to seek for wisdom. Wisdom must be sought for. Wisdom, the Bible says it is the glory of God to hide the matter. Ah, the kings are the ones that must search it out. You must search it out. That searching out is what we say they have low attention span. You search after one, you could not get it. I'm tired. I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg. I beg, I go cruise. Time is almost up. Genesis chapter 41, dominion will come. I'm going to continue next Sunday. Dominion will come by superior light. Dominion will come by superior light. He heralded the season of dominion by prophecy. But prophecy will not deliver it. The night, the dark, he called night. Not 8 p.m. If it is dark in your 12th noon and the night, you can have light. You can have light all your life. 80-year-old, you can be in the day of your life. What makes you be in the day is the presence of lights. Those are seasons are coming, seasons are going. You are remaining relevant because you are blessed with the facts that are necessary for every generation. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Genesis chapter 41. I'm going to continue next week. Chapter 41, verse 15 first. Genesis 41, verse 15. What does it say? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph. Pharaoh said unto Joseph. I have dreamed a dream. I have dreamed a dream. And there is none that can interpret it. There is none that can interpret it. And I have heard say of thee. I have heard say of thee. That thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. That you what? That thou canst understand Understand to interpret. You cannot interpret what you don't understand. So we need people to interpret the dream of the government as regards economy, as regards finance, as regards social intervention. There are people that God puts an idea in your heart because you understand a certain aspect. And because you understand it, you have light in that area. He says, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of God has come upon you. He says, Gentiles will come to your light. They don't come to your likes. They don't come to your shoe. They don't come to your clothes. They don't come to your appearance. They don't come to your countenance. They don't come to your face. They come to your light. You can have all that face mascara with makeup and have an empty brain. Gentiles don't come to your face. They come to your light. I've heard that no one can do it, but you have understanding. To interpret it. Verse 25, quickly. Rush, that's finished. 25. Just said unto Pharaoh. Just said unto Pharaoh. The dream of Pharaoh is one. The dream of Pharaoh is one. God had showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. God has shown Pharaoh what's about to do. The seven good kind are seven years. 
The seven good kind are seven years. Are seven years. And the seven good years are seven years. Seven years. The dream is one. So you see, you see Joseph interpreting the dream of Pharaoh. Why did God show Pharaoh that dream? God showed Pharaoh that dream because Pharaoh had the power to perform it. Listen to me. Listen to me. God is not against Pharaoh. Stop fighting Pharaohs. Pharaohs will always have dreams, but they will lack interpretation. The children of the kingdom are the ones in whose hands there is interpretation. God will show the dream to one who is strategically positioned to do something about it. If God showed someone in Abu Lemu this dream, what will he do with it? Are you following my point? The dream that you have is one. Next verse, next verse, help me. 27. And the seventh in an ill-favored kind that yes. came up after them are seven years. Yes. And the empty year, seven empty years blasted the east wind shall be seven years of famine. Yes. This is the thing which I have spoken unto Pharaoh. Yes. What God is about to do, he sheweth unto Pharaoh. Yes. Behold, there are come seven years, seven years of great plenty throughout the land of Egypt. Yes. And there shall arise after them seven years of famine, and all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt. Yes. And the famine shall consume the land. Yes. And the plenty shall not be known in the land by reason of that famine following, for it shall be yes. very grievous. Yes. And for that, the dream was doubled onto Pharaoh twice. So God gave the dream to Pharaoh twice. You see now Joseph explaining by understanding Pharaoh's dream. What's the next? Help me. And for that, the dream was doubled onto Pharaoh for twice. It is yes. because the theme is established by God. Yes. And God will shortly bring it to pass. Yes. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh look out as a man. So now we see understanding at play. You see understanding? He's now going to switch to wisdom. I don't have favor, I don't have favor, I don't have favor. The Bible says good understanding for your correct favor. You are foolish, you say you don't have favor. You don't know anything, you say you don't have favor. They say, Joseph's father, Joseph's father loved him because it was the richer that gave back to him. He's different. If Joseph's father, who is Jacob, loved Joseph because he was the son of Rachel, is that why Potiphar loved him too? Is that why Potiphar loved him too? Because Potiphar, Potiphar had no emotional attachment to his genealogy. Is that why the prison chief loved him too? Because he was son of Rachel? Is that why Pharaoh is going to ordain him now? When you see a consistent consistency in the life of someone, don't explain it by luck. Something is at work. He said, after he was the son of a, he goes, his father is the father is the rich man. His father is the rich man. Do you know how many rich men's children are paupers? Do you know how many, where are the, mm, mm. do you know how many people whose father were wealthy and controlled the economy of this world and we don't know what their names are now? Who explain people's hard work by luck? Every hardworking person becomes lucky. Now he's going to switch to wisdom. Help me, what to say? Therefore, now therefore, let Pharaoh look out a man district, district and wise. Now you would have said because you can say that Solomon asked for understanding, but we have no way Joseph asked for understanding. 
But Joseph was killed in administration. He was killed in his administration in his father's house. They took him from his father's house, took him to Potiphar's house where he was a slave. He was killed in admission as a slave. The land is not the problem. It is your mind. So, father's house, slave house, prison house. We see this guy excelling because the principles of administration are the same everywhere. Are you following my points? Choose a man who is discreet and set him over the land. Give me verse next verse. Let Pharaoh do this. Let Pharaoh do this. And let him appoint officers over the land. Let him appoint officers over the land. And take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the city. Now, this guy is just coming from prison. See him handling national affairs. Your location is not the problem. If I was, I'm just a student. And so what? Pastor, I came from Egypt. And so what? I came from this one. I came from there. I don't care. This guy was coming from prison. How did he learn this? Either is faithful in a little. is faithful in a much. The principle of success in small is the same with big. It's just at a larger capacity. The principles that we use for church and pastoring is the same thing forever. It's just at a larger capacity. So you see this guy coming from prison and talking like this and saying, let Pharaoh do this. Let Pharaoh do that. Let Pharaoh do this. Let Pharaoh do this. Without preparation. They didn't give him two weeks. Can you deliver on spots? Can I call you? And you deliver on the... You see, we're talking about dominion so you can see now how people get dominion. I will not deceive you in this church. You cannot get it by prophecy. If in your mind you are going to, you think in your mind you are going to, I'm going to, I'm going to carry a, a jar, a gallon of oil, and release the oil on your head, you will just be slippery. <laughs> That's all. You'll be slippery. And let my point officers over the land and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven years, precious years. Next, verse 35. Let them gather all the food of those good years that come and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities. And that food shall be for stored to the land against the seven years of famine, which shall be so in the land of Egypt. So you see the same principles he used in Potiphar's house. Wisdom preserves what power delivers. Wisdom protects what power delivers. Wisdom perpetuates what power delivers. We shall be in the land of Egypt that the land perish not through the famine. Next verse. 37. And the thing was, and the thing was good in the eyes of the Pharaoh. The thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh. So you see this word good. Listen to me. Listen to me. Babs, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. This is a city set upon a hill. Cannot be hidden. Say, let your light so shine. Is that what it says? That the men might do what? So when it says they see your good works, good works, good in that context, is inclusive but not exclusive to charity. 
inclusive or not exclusive to righteousness. Inclusive of skillfulness. In Matthew 25, he says, well done, you good and faithful. So it differentiates that you can be faithful and not be good. You can be righteous and be unskillful. You paying attention? You can be holy and be dummy. Give us that scripture again. Next verse. Let's finish this. In the eyes of all his servants. Yes. And Pharaoh said unto his servants. Yes. Can we find such a one as this is? Yes. A man in whom the spirit of so God is. How did Pharaoh identify the spirit of God? Now, Pharaoh is seeing the Holy Spirit for the first time. Say, so this is the work of God. Pharaoh's interpretation of the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit knows economy. The pharaohs of this world are looking for the Holy Spirit that knows technology, knows law, knows policy making. You see that? You see that? Astronomy, medicine. The pharaohs of this world describe the Holy Spirit as a spirit that offers solutions. He says, can we find anyone as this, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? Verse 39. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, yes. for as much as God had shewed thee yes. all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Yes. Thou shalt be over my house and according unto so the word. So what gave Joseph dominion in Pharaoh was light. When you go to work on Monday, light has come. Light has come. I speak to you prophetically that your minds are open in the name of Jesus. Amen. That even in the dark sayings of this world, where people are in the dark, when you show up, you show up with light. Let me give you just one scripture. Please, please, one more scripture. Book of Daniel, chapter 5. We're going to end with this. Daniel. Chapter 5. You're going to give me verse 11 and verse 12. Come on. Verse 11 and verse 12, but then you give me verse 12 in KJV, then NLT. You understand? Okay, sir. Okay. There is a man in thy kingdom. Yeah. In whom is the spirit of the holy gods. So someone was talking to Belshazzar. Now, said there's a man in your kingdom. People with light will always be recommended. They don't lack recommendation. The reason why God did not destroy darkness is to give necessity to light. Listen to me. Light is useless without darkness. When he created the world, the Bible says he separated the darkness from the light. He did not obliterate the darkness because obliteration of darkness will unnecessitate light. Till Jesus comes, there will be darkness in this world. 
Why? It is darkness that puts value on your light. Darkness! Check over the earth. Draws darkness. What? On you. It's light. Help me what I say next. And in the days of thy father. In the days of your father. Light and understanding. Did you see what it says? What did it say? Light and understanding. Light, understanding, and yes. And wisdom. Yes. Like the wisdom of the gods. Like the wisdom of the gods. Yes. Was found in him. Was found in him. Whom the king Nebuchadnezzar. Yes. Thy father the king. And I say thy father made masters of the master of the magicians. He made him master. This was Daniel. They made him master of magicians. Someone that is not a magician. Light will give you dominion. Magician. So why do they make you minister of petroleum? Light. Why do they appoint you? Light. This thing I'm saying must steer up your heart. Are you following my points? You cannot live this year like you lived last year. He made a master of astrologers and astronomers and everything. And soothsayers. Next verse. For as much as an excellent spirit. As much as an excellent spirit. And knowledge. And knowledge. And understanding. And understanding. Interpreting, interpreting of, dreams. of dreams. And showing of hard sentences. Give me an LT. Verse 12. Quickly. This man Daniel. This man Daniel. Whom the king named Belshazzar. The king named Belshazzar. Has yes. Exceptional ability. Exceptional. You see, these are unbelievers talking about a believer. You are not in church. Hmm? You are talking about him in his office. See that fellow there? As exceptional. They are unbelievers. They are Muslims. They are idol worshippers. And they are saying this guy has exceptional. If you can match chapter 5, I'm coming back here. Matthew chapter 5. The Bible says, let your light so shine that men may see your good works. And then do what? So it is your good works that give glory to God, not your loud tongues. What makes men give glory to God is works. They said, they looked at you, said, Jesus, they said, what wisdom is this? That these marvelous works were wrought by his hands. All right, go on, what to say next? And he's filled with divine knowledge. He's filled with divine knowledge. And understanding. Understanding. He can interpret dreams. Dreams. Explain riddles. Explain riddles. And solve difficult and problems. solve difficult problems. He says, call for Daniel, and he will tell you. He didn't say he may tell you. Why did Daniel have dominion? He had dominion by light. He was a slave boy. Kidnapped. From Israel, brought to Babylon. But your entrance into Abuja does not determine your dominion in Abuja. You may have come by kidnap. You may have come anyhow. The light that you have is what determines the dominion that you execute in. Because they call Daniel, he will tell you. Can they say about that about you? They call him. You solve it. Say, we cannot do anything. Let that brother come. Yeah, in the office. Anywhere. Say, let's wait. Let him wait. He says, in traffic. He just waits. When he comes here now, all these things. 
will be like jellyfish. Say, let's, 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 nobody should worry themselves. He's coming. Let him come. And then Daniel comes. Unprepared. Untold. This is why I'm telling you this, that when your opportunity comes and meets you without light, you will not shine. Occasioning the opportunity is God's responsibility. Shining in it is your responsibility. It is God's design to orchestrate the seasons of your life. And ensure that it prepares an opportunity for you to excel. But when he calls you in, have you built in enough? I call it superior light. God must damn the brains of the magicians to give meaning to the brain of Daniel. The Bible says none of the magicians understood what the Macarena was. None of them. God is going to deliberately cover the world with darkness to give light opportunities for his children. That's what he does. And so in every face, every place, everywhere, you see darkness. Because God is looking for opportunity for his sons and his daughters to emerge as children of light. There are three keys to dominion. One, light. Two, maturity. Three, empowerment. I'm going to talk about the three for this month. There's light happening. Rise on your feet. Put your hands on your chest. And pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Paul says, my mind is flooded with light. My mind is flooded with light. My mind. My mind. Pray in tongues. Pray. Kepabrako soter. My mind is flooded with light. My mind is flooded with light. Come on, somebody's not praying. You can have dominion over something you don't understand. You can have dominion over something you don't understand. Keka, Babo, Shamba, Mambrakaya. Everywhere God has planted you, your light will shine. Ah, you're not praying. You're not praying. You're not praying. You're not praying. Keraba baba baka shala brata. Remember baba brako siata. Pray. My mind is flooded with light. My mind, as I enter into this year, my mind, come on, come on, come on, come on. I have the mind of Christ. 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 From my mind, we come solutions. From my mind, we come lights. I'm a kingdom citizen. Pray. 
There's a lifting coming to SLC. From this house. Nobles. Men. I hear a voice in my spirit. There's a lifting coming. Ah, okay. There's a lifting coming upon this house. The family of SLC, come on, we get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. I see open doors in high places. In high places. And God is beginning to endow his children with light. I speak prophetically this is the first Sunday of this year. Everything that has held you down, held you back, 
Right now, right now, Mambako Parateka, Zeleka Beleka Villa, I call them broken. Man rising in academics. Man by lights. Superior lights. Superior lights. Superior lights. In every place you go, in every palace, in every government, you see magicians, you see sorcerers, you see astrologers, you see necromancers. But the Daniels of this world are rising from this Come in superior light. Our nation will be delivered because men rose with light. There's a cure to cancer in the heart of God. Do you know that? There's a cure to cancer in the heart of God. God gave somebody the cure to malaria. Who is that person that will search the mind of God? Who is that doctor? Who is that surgeon that will, by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, stumble on the cure to cancer? There's a cure. There's a cure to cancer in the mind of Christ. Lift up your hands. Say, Lord, I receive light. I receive light. Whoosh, receive it now, now, now. Your mind is open. Your mind. By light of the world, a city set upon a hill. The Bible says you cannot be hidden. Yeah. I therefore declare that every covering over your life, everything that has covered, hidden, stopped you, as you have come to this service this morning, you are revealed in the name of Jesus. Yeah. I pray for special referrals. Referrals. Refrals, men and women in high places, in locked rooms, in places where you have nobody, God will cause your name to be mentioned there. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shared a testimony with me yesterday. I was blown away. Where he was working, works the U.S. government. He's, he's, a, he's, he's a member of our church, but he's an online member. It's in Lagos. SLC Lagos. Amen. He is at level 8. Level 7. Takes 16 years to move from level 7 to level 8. So you go to level 7, one, level 7A, level 7B, level 7C like that before level 8. Takes another 16 years to go to level 9. So that's 6. Yeah? That's 32 years, you know, 16, 16 like that. And he has been believing God that the Lord will promote him. He puts in his praise point or wind of the spirit that the Lord will promote him. He was believing God for at least, I mean, level eight. That's the barest you can believe. That's the most he could believe God for. Because God can overdo himself. Eight. That's 16 years. Collapse. And they invited him for the interview. Asked him a few questions. But the Lord has put his favor upon his life. Listen to me. Listen to me. It is God's place to orchestrate the season. 
it is your responsibility to shine when he opens the door for the gift of a man will make way for him bringing before kings and as he sees thou a man diligent he will now stand he will not go in and come out he will go in and stay there so they said no problem we're going to promote you and they gave him level nine 32 years it has never happened before that a prisoner becomes a prime minister what has never happened before in your lineage what they have never seen before in your family the kind of expansion the kind of promotion the kind of elevation that has never been mentioned before you are the one that will bring it to pass Jesus he said he is the youngest person there of course every other person will be at least 32 years older than him at least 32 years older than him at least 32 years and they gave him a certificate of recognition from Washington as the uprising star of that institution I said that testimony to steer up your faith. That the same God over all is rich unto all. And what he has done for one, he can do for all. I pray for you again. That the promotion that nobody has seen in your family. That the promotion that you have not even heard about. You will be the one to start it in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands and worship him, worship him, worship him. Come on. Father, I thank you. For listening to this message, meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 0909-672-9827 or 0807-548-5997. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SLChurchNG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church.